Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. And in today's episode, we've got the second part of our Lyft 2019 uh, experience. Specials. Uh, specials. I'd say they're specials. Yeah. Specials, yeah. Um, I feel very special about it. Uh, and uh, in this special, uh, the films that we're going to be discussing from Lyft are... Um, System Crasher and Jojo Rabbit. So, uh, yeah, are you? I mean, should we? How you doing, Jack? Since, <laughs> since earlier this morning when I last asked you. Yes, I'm good. Um, again, I think some interesting films today. Well, two interesting films. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it, of course. But the first one, following the vein of, I'd say, yesterday, in terms of being, being quite a heavy film and. Mm-hmm. But then a bit of a lighter film to finish off. Finish off the, so. the, uh, the day, the experience, and uh, the whole event. Yeah, and we also played some crazy golf, didn't we? Who, who we won? Did. Who won? Who won? No. Irrelevant, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had a little, nice little break of crazy golfing while we were waiting for Jojo Rabbit. Yes, we did. Um, nice way to break up the, break up the time. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, I guess we probably should just... Get straight into these uh, these reviews, shall we? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think we decided that we would start uh, with the uh, more well-known film, which would be Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's funny? Did you say relatively unknown? No, I said known. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're probably being sarcastic. I misheard. Uh, I misheard you, sorry. Okay. Here's a clip. Poor Jojo. What's wrong, little man? Hi, Adolf. Want to tell me about that rabbit incident? What was all that about? They wanted me to kill it. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Don't worry about it. I couldn't care less. But now they call me a scared rabbit. Let them say whatever they want. People used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that psycho. He's going to get us all killed. Jojo Rabbit is directed by Taika Waititi and it stars Roman Griffin Davis, Thomasin McKenzie, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Taika Waititi, Sam Rockwell and Rebel Wilson. Oh, and Stephen Merchant as well. Uh, and the synopsis is, a young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Jack, what did you think of Jojo Rabbit? I enjoyed it a lot. Um... It was obviously one that we'd we'd flagged from from the get go. Um, as soon as we saw that it was going to be on at Lyft twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. we were hoping that it would be one that we'd be able to tie in with with my trip. Luckily, it's well the closing film, wasn't it? It was the closing film. Yeah, and um, we had a little introduction actually from who was he? We didn't, he didn't introduce him. Some dickhead. Doesn't matter. I think it's just someone that ran the fucking thing. Yeah, somewhat the event. Yeah, yeah. Um, some nobody. No one gives a shit about. And then they've shown a couple of trailers for films. What? What? How do they describe them as films that we're really looking forward to, or something? Uh, they they said, yeah, they were showing some trailers, and they said the first one was one that they're, I think, yeah, I think they said something like that, something that they're really looking forward to. Uh, or no, they said it was from a director that they love, or something. Oh, Greta, Greta Gerwig. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, director of um, ah, oh, with Saoirse Ronan in that film that Woody likes that we haven't seen. Anyway. Ladybird. Ladybird, yeah. Okay. Uh, and 
<clears throat> then, then the second one was just like, did they say just because it looks amazing on the screen or something? Oh yeah, yeah, and it was fucking Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, a bit of a strange decision. Like, you know, this is a. You're pretty sure they're supposed to be promoting more independent yeah, films. Like, this is a film festival, and I mean, I know Jojo Rabbit's a bigger budget than the other films we saw. Yeah, and, that's true. And it's a. Big but this, this one, they just kind of—I don't know—they. Uh, yeah, they just seem to kind of use this one as like a preview of this. This film, yeah, um, they didn't really try and peddle it as similar to the other films. In the no, festival. they didn't. And he and he actually said that it, what was, it was the mo- they'd sold the most tickets for this film than any film they'd ever shown before. Yeah, in which th- isn't great, but you know. Yeah, in thirty odd years. Yeah, but yeah, a bit surprised to see a Disney massive film like that being promoted at a uh, film festival. But yeah, it seems an odd choice, definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. It's, so, to get straight into it, yeah, I I did really like it. Um, not the best of the ones we've seen over the two days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't top the list. I think we'll get into that later. We might do our little breakdown of our one to five. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, very good. Um, from I'd say it was a strong start. Um, you know, with Taika Waititi being introduced early doors. Um, Lots of jokes early on. Yeah. Uh, and then we, you know, I'd say the first sort of 15, 20 minutes was sort of easing you in and lots of jokes, but then it but then it kind of got into more of the story and we were introduced to the girl played by Thomas and Mackenzie. Um, mm-hmm. What was her name, the character? Um, Elsa. Elsa, yeah. Um, but I did think, I, I was laughing a lot um, straight from the off. I think... I just think Taika Waititi's got this way about him, hasn't he? He's, yeah, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, naturally funny. Um, and I think, I mean, his accent actually. There was a few. There was a few accents. Yeah, but that, I, no, I liked his. But his was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I thought he had good chemistry with the young lad. Mm-hmm. Um, the two of them worked well together. It was a strong film. Um, I, th- I think I think there were dips for me. Um, I think some of the jokes were slightly overused, um, but generally a very fun film. Nice to have some definite light relief after the films we've seen. Um, great to be in a full screening as well. That helped the experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a good atmosphere. I think uh, lots of people around us laughing. Yeah, lots of things going on. Um, yeah, I think uh, that really sound wasn't an issue, was it? Out. Not definitely nowhere near the issue that I had with the the lighthouse. So no. it must have been just down to that film, I think, mm. um, not not being the best for the venue. I would still say that there's a, yeah still a, couple a of little moments. bit, and we were on the um, top deck, which was yeah even more concerned. With. Yeah, I think it I think it was still just that tiny bit worse than when we were in waves. Um, yes, I'd agree with that actually. Um, but but still fine for the most part, which uh, yeah. I'm really glad about. Yeah. Um, and I think the film did a great job. You know, the idea of of just the ridiculousness of of what they were actually, you know, the propaganda and um, mm. you know the jokes about you know. Ba- there's a line Robert Wilson had in it, giving guns to these ten year olds and saying, "Just go and shoot anyone that doesn't look like us." Yeah. Uh, there, there was loads of sort of comments on just how ridiculous the whole thing is and. Um, I thought it handled that well. It's, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say that was really something new, though. No, of course it but isn't. Yeah. But, but it's, it's 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 obviously quite a tricky subject to turn into a comedy. 
Um, and if if not done right and handled well, it could it could definitely fall flat. And and you have to obviously be careful when you when you're dealing with these sorts of issues. But with it being Taika Waititi, I was never really fearful that he would get it wrong. Um, Although I must say, I said to you before the film, having seen the trailer, I was a bit nervous about it. Mm. Um, I'd like to rewatch that, having seen the film, actually. So, what were your thoughts after the, you'd seen the trailer? Oh, I can't remember specifics. I just remember it didn't jump out to me as something. It, you know, sometimes you watch a trailer and you think that looks really good. Like, yeah, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'd love to go and watch. It didn't do that for me. Mm. Um, it just didn't jump out at me. And, and I was a bit, I was a bit taken aback by that because having heard about it, um, when the trailer was released, I was, I don't know, I, I guess I was just expecting more from the trailer. Okay. <clears throat> but definitely, having seen the film, I think it was better than perhaps. There was no need to be nervous. Um, but there weren't. It wasn't all good. Um, like I said, overused jokes. I wasn't massively keen on Scarlett Johansson actually. In this, no. In this film, no. I, not nothing to do with her actual performance, but I just wasn't. I don't really know what it is. I guess her little one to ones with what was the young lad called? Jojo. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Jojo. Yeah, her little one to ones, and I just I think they were meant to be quite a tender moment, and I didn't. It didn't really work for me then. Hmm. Um, All right. Oh, I quite liked those. I thought thought they. Yeah. Came across fine. I, I wouldn't say there was anything amazing about them, sure, no, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll get into spoilers as well. There's something I would like to say about that, but um, okay. I, I, I'll tell you who I really liked. Jojo's best best mate, the little kid. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. I don't, I don't think I was. No, but he was. He was pretty funny. He was pretty funny actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts. Enjoyed it. Not not sort of blown away, and not like wow. You know, definitely not Taika Waititi's best. I think we, mm. we we also both said after coming out that Hunt for the World of People we would still put above this. Yeah. Um, what a film that is. I'd love to rewatch that. Mm. Um, but still very entertaining and, you know, better than Middle of the Road. Not, not saying at all that, oh, yeah. that, that yeah. it was average, but yeah, my overall thoughts are very positive. Okay, cool. What do you think? Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I agree. I enjoyed this film quite a lot. I, it was it was good. It was a nice little uh, change, change to up have there, something yeah. a bit lighter because things have been pretty heavy, um, which is you know not really no, too, not much bad of, too much of a problem. But oh, uh, it is it is nice to, uh, yeah. to have a bit more of a lighter uh, thing every now and then. Um, and yeah, I was laughing quite a bit in it. And yes, I agree. Um, definitely still Hunt for the Wilder People is my favourite of Taika Waititi's films um, I'd you, probably say What We Do in the Shadows is also better than this I was going to ask do you prefer Hunt for the Wilder People over that yeah okay um, I've never seen that okay. What We Do in the Shadows I need to watch that yeah <clears throat> uh, I like What We Do in the Shadows a lot but I feel like kind of I, I, I'm kind of ready for it to end by the time it gets to that point basically okay um, I'd still maybe I'd put it on par with this one um, actually, they're both they're both good. Maybe a rewatch should be necessary. Um, but uh, I I'd probably put this one above Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I lo- I really enjoyed that though. Hard, okay, it's hard to say, but it's it's definitely up there, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's a very good film uh, and very funny. And yeah, Taika Waititi is great. I actually I think maybe I probably would have preferred a little bit more of 
of him in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. Uh, him, him as the imaginary Hitler. Um, I think was really great and is also pretty much what was sold to us um, in all the marketing for the film. That's pretty much all I knew about it, really, was that it was this boy in Hitler Youth and his imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler. So, yeah. um, because those parts were very funny and, and I absolutely love uh, Tyker's usual uh, characterisms, mannerisms, whatever. Mm. Um, I definitely would have welcomed a little bit more more from him in that respect. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think uh, Sam Rockwell was pretty good as well. Oh yeah, he was. Um, and uh, what, what's his name from Game of Thrones as yeah. his little lackey? Can't remember his name. Yeah, they were good. Um. And yeah, actually, little Jojo himself, I thought, put in a pretty solid performance and uh, carried the film pretty well. It did actually, yeah. It was a lot of, a lot of it was on his shul- uh, shoulders, and I yeah. liked his relationship with uh, that filthy Jew girl, who <laughs> uh, <laughs> was also good. I thought. Yeah, she was. She was very good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, great. Really enjoyed it. Not really. Uh, yeah, I'm str- say on the uh, yeah, I initial am, thoughts. Yeah, but generally I'm actually struggling to sort of think of uh, specific points as well about the film. Um, I must say, near the beginning... I think it's because so much of it is more is just about the jokes more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah. and obviously you don't want to just start repeating jokes or saying, oh, this was funny, you know, that was funny, but... Um, yeah, a lot of it was down to the jokes. Definitely. Um, ah, but... But there was a good relationship between Jojo and the girl, as I was just saying. Um, and the way that grew was nice. Um, yeah, and the way he was force- almost forcing himself to have these views that really he didn't have as a 10-year-old. You know, like, she even said to him, look, you aren't one of them. Poking the holes in the Hitler in youth. In the argument, in yeah. The, in the Hitler youth kind of brainwashing, I think, was pretty... Pretty well done, actually. That, oh, the, the whole sequence where they all go off and, you know, they're, they're all sat watching Sam Rockwell do his introduction. Yeah. And he, and he starts saying that, what was it? The reason I'm here is because I've lost an eye. Mm. And, and he's, he's basically showing off to them and he goes through everything that they're going to have to learn what to do and learn how to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that, that was, the beginning part was probably some of the funniest stuff. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I love the the whole thing with the bomb and Taika running along with him. Um, yeah, good good visual stuff. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> so uh, I've got yeah I've got some spoiler stuff to talk about. Actually, I think it's probably the same thing that you have. Okay. Um, but have you got anything kind of non spoilery still that you want to bring up? Um, I liked the use of the the letters. Um, you know her her fiance. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't mind. No, I liked the letter thing. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was a, a little weird. Um, so, but one of the uh, but one of the letters was uh, was blank, as he was kind of reading it out, M- making it up on the spot. Yeah. So saying he was making it up on the spot, and I'm not really sure what the significance of that was really because, like, the letters were fake anyway. Yeah, because he'd ri- he'd written the other ones. Yeah, they were they were obviously all fake, so I don't know why it kind of panned on that 
that blank one as though there was something significant about that, really. I mean, I guess you could say, oh, yeah, it's just because he was just making up as he, as he was going along, but pretty much what he was doing anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, actually, yeah, because the others were made up as well. Yeah. Um, but it was a nice way for him to let her know how he how he actually felt without exposing himself, even though she basically... Even though she already knew that he wasn't really... But it, yeah, but it would have been the same whether it had been no, no, written I'm, five minutes beforehand or... Just, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of going you're away. You're saying it's, it's like more of a... It feels more like a from-the-heart thing if it's on the, off the cuff. Yeah, but I, I wasn't actually referring to that specific point. Oh, sorry. I just mean generally the whole letter idea. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. Okay. I like I, li- I liked how it was used as his, as his way of... Communicating how he truly feels, yeah, um, in a way that doesn't kind of seem too damning for him. Yeah, in a way that doesn't. Um, what's the word? Yeah, yeah, doesn't saving face a bit. Saving face, yes, that's the way. Um, so that was nice, and she obviously goes along with it, and and we found out something at the end that reveals. Oh yeah, it's hard to. Um, well, I mean, it's, it kind of looks like we're struggling to go on without getting into spoilers here. So, do you want to get into that now? Yeah. Yeah. I think may as well. Okay. We're, we're struggling a bit. Yeah, all right. Um, spoiler time for Jojo Rabbit. Um, put in the description when the spoilers will end. Three, two, one, skip. So, what were you going to say then? I was just saying, so, so yeah, what, after he's read, well, not read, the, but made up on the spot from the blank piece of paper, the final letter... Um, from Nathan, which is her, is it fiance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She reveals to him that look, I know, he, I know it's not from Nathan because last year he passed away from tuberculosis, and he's like, oh, like he tries to style it out and be like, that's weird. I don't know who this is from. Though. Yeah, that was quite a nice moment, just because it obviously let us know that the whole. I mean, not that she wouldn't be able to work out earlier on that he was bullshitting. But it's just a quite nice moment because it was like, I, I nice, appreciate nice, what you've been doing and yeah, sure. It's just a nice little charming yeah thing, yeah, yeah. So I liked that and and their relationship generally, like you've already said, was was good. Um, I, I believed that they, I mean, it was obviously believable that he would like her, but obviously she she knows that she's way too old for him. But at the same time, she wants to sort of fuck his brains out. <laughs> God. No, but she just want, she doesn't want to hurt his feelings by basically saying that straight up. She, so she says, you know, that she entertains it almost. Um, well, she no, she just like it says in the film, she loves him as a brother. Yeah, yeah. That's there's no. I don't think there's any. No. Anything else about it? <laughs> no, there isn't. You're right. But their relationship was great, um, and she was very good. I, I also liked the scene when. She comes out of hiding when Stephen Merchant comes around. Yes, because um, she almost gambles, doesn't she? She thinks, right, they're searching the whole house. I've got, I've got to take initiative and actually confront them because mm-hmm. that's my best chance here. If they find me literally hidden in that cupboard, that's worse than at least giving it a go and faking it. So she comes down the stairs and introduces herself as JoJo's sister. Um. And I wouldn't say it was like massively. Were you tense when you know she was having to like make up the not like, really when she was born? I wouldn't say I was, no. I wasn't massively tense. I wasn't. Um, I, was, I don't know if they were going for that because they kept cutting to shots of Jojo, who was like looking really like oh shit, like. Mm. But um, I I liked uh, I like how that 
uh, panned out with Sam Rockwell's character, though, um, and then how it kind of came back at the end mm. uh, when he saved Jojo's life, basically. Yes, actually. Great moment. Um, so to have him kind of being on their side when he's kind of like the last character you'd have expected. Yeah. Uh, it was very good. That was nice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, there was something about that scene, though, that I was going to bring up. What, when Stephen Merchant's around? Yeah. Is it when they were looking through the... He was looking through their sketches and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was okay. Um. But the... Uh, there's something about the papers. Well, she asked, "Was it when, when's your birthday and what was your question? Uh, whatever. I can't remember. It's gone. Move on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the, there was another thing that I wanted to talk about on spoilers and I think it was probably what you were going to talk about, but I don't know. Um, I was just wondering how you felt about... I know you didn't. You said you didn't care much for Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah, what not- was your feelings on how her... What happened to her character, basically? Well, my main issue with it was that I didn't... I sound really, like, stone-hearted, but I didn't feel much when that happened. You were happy she was dead? No, but... You want Scarlett Johansson to be dead. (laughs) Okay. But in that that, that scene when he finds his mum... I can can be frank here and say it, can't I? Yeah. Finds his mum in the street hanging um, because... What was it she was doing? She was... She was an activist, wasn't she, or something? Yeah, she was, I guess, trying to... She was handing out these, like, flyer things that free said Ger- free Germany. Which is basically supporting the... Like, basically condemning what they were, how they were treating Jews, basically. Yeah, well, something along those lines. Something along those lines that wasn't sitting well with the hierarchy. And she was doing it anyway, and as a result of that, she was hung. And Jojo finds her... Uh, obviously he doesn't know it's happened, just stumbles across her in the street and it's like this moment and he, and he tears up obviously and hugs her and sits and just stares at her for ages and obviously you're meant to feel something there. Mm. And I did feel, you know, something. I wasn't like completely like, what the fuck? But I definitely... It felt a bit forced, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it felt a bit for forced. Me. And it didn't really just... I don't think... I don't think that kind of a scene was justified because we hadn't seen too much of her. And I get that it's his mum, and doesn't make, we don't, I'm not saying we have to see her in order for it. To, I know, obviously, it's. It, do you know, I, oh, I don't know. I, don't. I think something else about it is just that. What were you going to say? After that scene was finished, um, that was pretty much it. Like there was no real impact on anyone's character about it <clears throat> after that. Yeah, and Elsa did Elsa ever, ever even find out? We didn't see her reaction, did we? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of seemed to just happen, it was, and then yeah, every, and then was and then there was nothing more about it. It was almost like they just shoved that in later and mm. forgot to get anyone to actually uh, uh, reference it at it, any point. It yeah. was, it, it was referenced again, but barely. Are you talking about the shoelace thing? Uh, no, I wasn't actually. I was talking oh, about okay. his friend just kind of saying, "Oh, sorry, your mum's dead." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there was the shoelace thing, I guess, but what was your? Like, it didn't seem to affect his life very much that his mother no, just no, died. It, yeah, it definitely did seem a bit just dropped and then move on. Yeah, and I and I get that it's a comedy, so it doesn't want to dwell too yeah. much on that stuff. It wants to keep it light, wants to have the comedy in there, and that's fine. But I, I heard some sniffles, like people. I think some, really, uh, yeah. I think in in the scene itself, when he discovers her, I, I definitely heard some sniffling. 
And I think some people were really touched by that. But I just wasn't. What, what was your like reaction to it? Um, or, or what was the point you wanted to make originally? Well, that, that was pretty much oh, the right, point okay. I wanted to make. Same, th- same thing I was wondering. Didn't really... If you felt the same way as I did, which was that, yeah, it didn't... Uh, didn't don't think it had really the intended effect on me. And I think that's probably because of how abrupt it was and how little attention it was given mm. for the rest of the film um, and for him. And there was that chat about, what was that? that weird, another scene that I wasn't quite, maybe I'd zoned out or something, but there was a scene where Scarlett Johansson's character is is in the little hideaway where Elsa is hiding and they're having a one-to-one chat and she's basically telling her what it means to be a woman and... Mm. I was just watching that and I was like, I don't really. Do you know, again, another scene where I probably should have been a bit more like, "Well, this is quite, this is quite a deep conversation," and but I wasn't, feel, I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't. I'm not sure you were supposed to feel it was a deep conversation. Well, it was. I don't know. What was she even saying? Like, what was her point? Um, I'm trying to think back to the whole conversation now, but I think, uh, yeah. I think Elsa was lamenting what was she was she kind of lamenting that she doesn't think she'll ever find love it? Ever, ever be free was it oh fuck I can't remember now yeah um I don't know she she was kind of down anyway about something yeah she about, was, yeah. yeah something whatever it was fucking women mate I don't know what, <laughs> what a fucking problem was I know fuck there's um, a war going on yeah <laughs> Um, I I think it was just that she didn't think that she was going to go free. She was, she'd ever be able to walk free again. Was that it? Oh, actually. Oh, she yeah. She thought she was going to get found, basically. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and and killed. And so I don't know. I didn't I didn't have that much of a problem with that scene. It was just uh, Scarlett Johansson kind of ch- cheering her up, saying, "Oh, once you go free, you'll you'll be a, become a proper woman. You'll mm. do." womanly things like yeah that was it look into the eye of a tiger or whatever that was about that was it yeah <laughs> bit, bit strange. I'm not sure about that one to be honest but um, the rest of them was all good mm. yeah uh, yeah um, I think I've pr- pretty much run dry to be honest on yeah it's things weird to say one. about Jojo Rabbit but, it, but does that say does that say something about how how much we actually engaged with it because I know it's a comedy but it's I don't know it's just one of those silly comedies where but, that's pretty much all you get from it is the is the comedy. Yeah, but I think he, I definitely if you if you were to ask Taika Waititi what he's going for with something like this, I th- I think he'd want us to come away with a bit more of a not just oh it's a funny comedy like because why would he pick this subject matter if he wasn't trying to? Okay, well, what do you think he's trying to? I don't know. Say? Hitler was bad. <laughs> no I don't know I just think if our only takeaway is that it was yeah pretty good comedy and that's sort of the own, the, the jokes are really all we can sort of well I think it was an interesting idea but I also think that the the most interesting aspect of the idea which is also what was used most in the marketing I don't think there was enough of yeah that's true and I think he's really good at coming up with these interesting ideas to, to make comedy films about yeah Um it's a great idea, yeah. But I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe there's something I'm supposed to be getting from it more. I mean, it's, it's, but... it is it is a clever idea to have this 
to have this story told through the eyes of a 10-year-old at the time. Yeah, that, it is very interesting. That's a great idea. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and all that worked well, and we kind of already mentioned that. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we talked about how the, uh, the, the way that his interaction with uh, Elsa kind of, kind of breaks down everything that he's been taught or yeah. forced to learn. Yeah, and obviously, to look at it from a 10-year-old's point of view, I mean, yes, he goes to that camp at the start where they try and train them up and teach them these these ideals and these... these uh, They want to basically brainwash them. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, he's this is looking at it from someone who's prior to all that brainwash. So obviously the, the adults... No, I wouldn't say it's prior to the brainwash. He's he has been brainwashed. Well, no, but, but yeah, he's been brainwashed, but he's still he's just a much he's more still innocent enough to question it and be like, why are we hating them? I guess. Well, yeah, question it when questions come into contact with it. Like someone older is more likely, I suppose, to just be completely stuck to their guns and almost just ignore any any ch- kind of ch- logic that goes against what they're thinking. Yeah, but children are, like, more impressionable, aren't they? So you'd think it might be the other way around. No, they're, they're more impressionable. And so he started getting his impressions from another source. Oh, I see, yeah. And slowly that kind of... if he Yeah, if he didn't have her to talk to every day, yeah. he probably would have gone along with it. Well, yeah. Well, like his mate did, like his mate. He was... Yeah, and he wanted to from the beginning. He was dead set on mm. being conscripted, and and it's uh, and I like that it also included that his mum didn't want to, didn't say anything to him either because, you know, it was a it was a big thing in the Hitler Youth that they would turn in their parents. Uh, yeah, if they were, if they yeah. heard if they heard something, um, and the, yeah, and there was a there was a, there was a nice line that sort of highlighted again just the. How just mess, how ridiculous, and how just it's not based in any facts. You know, it's when he says to Hitler, I think she's actually quite a nice girl. And, and it, he says something like, What did he say? He sort of snaps at him and is like, I'm starting to doubt whether you, yeah, like he starts to get disappointed in him at that point, and he's like, I'm really starting to question whether you're even with me anymore. Like, mm. And he's like, and all he says was, "I think she's actually all right." Like <laughs> from what I've seen, nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a clever idea, but I just think if we are only coming away thinking about the jokes, and yeah, it was. Well, okay. Well, having said that, I don't think we're really just coming away. From no, we're not just, but from the jokes. We're struggling but, to really think of stuff to. Well, I think I think we've pretty much covered everything that yeah that we got from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have actually. You know, just just with what we've just. It's just kind of been going on about. Um, go and see the film. <laughs> yeah, definitely worth seeing. Um, yeah. So yeah, but but I think yeah, I can't really think of. Have you got any other points? No, I don't think so. Really, I think no. uh, I think probably good to just move on. Oh, I liked the end when they started dancing. <laughs> okay, just because it was a nice moment, and I think they'd mentioned it. It was mentioned, it was foreshadowed, wasn't it? What did she say? Like, Yeah, he asked her what's the first thing that she's going to do when yeah. she goes free, and she said, she'll dance. Yeah, so I, I just cried. I saw a cute little moment there. Mm. 
But yeah, nothing else it for me. All right. Well, then uh, have you got a favourite scene? Um, I'll, I'll say the start um, when they all when they all go to the to the Hitler's youth camp and Sam Rockwell introduces himself and mm. it, I think there's a slight montage where they're doing various activities and some of the girls are jumping up with gas masks on and then some of the lads are off practicing how to shoot or whatever just a nice uh, then that was funny I was laughing a lot at that yeah, okay. Um, so that that landed well for me, so I'll go for the start, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're saying there were a lot of things that I laughed at, but I don't think that there was anything that I laughed at as hard as I laughed at most things in Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't yeah, think it yeah. was, you know, absolutely laugh-out-loud hilarious. No. I mean, the, yeah, I'd say that... We we were sort of laughing, but yeah, there was definitely no belly laughter. Like No, it was just... It was just what it was, it was just really consistent... Consistent good comedy, um, which it, I was pretty happy with. It was. It was consistent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Hunt for the Wilder People, I remember we were like really yeah. cackling. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what about you? What tracking you got seen? Uh, I will go with... It's hard because that's, that's a pretty good one that you've chosen. Mm. Um... I guess I'll go with. I quite liked uh, the scene when they're in the swimming pool, and then they they get the army guys in, as though they're going to get they're getting training to go and they jump in the swimming pool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that <laughs> one was a pretty funny, yeah, pretty funny scene, and uh, had a good bit with Sam Rockwell in again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with that one. Yeah, um, oh, the German Shepherd joke was quite good. That was pretty good, actually, yeah. Um, right. So, that's the end of spoiler talk for Jojo Rabbit. What are you going to give it out of 10, Jack? Hmm. I'm going to give Jojo Rabbit a 6.5. Okay. Yeah. I don't, on a rewatch, it might go up, but yeah. Especially now we've talked about it, I think it's dropped a little bit in my head. Um, I, what did you give it? In, I mean, we discussed it, didn't we? We gave it a four. Four, yeah. Yeah. If I could have given it a 3.5, I may have gone for that. Um, but I think a six and a half is fair because, yes, it was funny and, like I say, consistently funny throughout. No major belly laughs, but I guess that's not a massive problem. But it, I mean, it's still consistently funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but I just, I can't quite put my finger on why, but... I, yeah, can't give it a high high score really. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't. What I'll say is I don't think it's massively me- memorable. I wouldn't. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair, and and I, I think I'm agreeing with you here as we're talking about it. Mm. It's going lower down in my in my head mm. as well. Um, even though I'm sure I'll watch it again, and I'm sure I'll laugh again. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going down. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's definitely not forgettable. Like you're not going to completely just like No, but but I think a lot of the a lot of it I'm kind of struggling to remember. Yeah. Already? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. So, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I guess I'll probably hit it 
I think I'll go with a seven for now because I was thinking probably a bit higher than that at first, but mm. uh, now I think I will go down to a seven, um, and we'll see what happens in the future with that. Yeah, definitely keen to rewatch and again, listeners, when you do see it, when's it out? When's the UK release? I think it's soon. Um, but yeah, feel free to get in touch and let us know your thoughts because we're always keen for any sort of feedback. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've got one more film to talk about um, from the event, and uh, we actually saw this first. This was the first one we saw today, yeah. Um, and that was uh, System Crasher, and it's uh, in German, so won't bother with a clip for this mm-hmm. one. But I will get some information up. Right, System Crasher is directed by Nora Fingscheidt. <laughs> and it stars Helena Zengel, Albrecht Schuch. Uh, Schuch, how do you say that? Schuch? Schuch. Schuch. Uh, Gabriella Maria Schmeid. Uh, Lisa Schmeid. Hagmeister. That's very aggressive language. Uh, and Melanie Straub. <laughs> the synopsis is, on her wild quest for love, nine-year-old Benny's untamed energy drives everyone around her to despair. Christ, that's a, that's a calm way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack, what did you think of System Crasher? Brilliant, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. It, again, f- f- um, similar to the first three films that we saw yesterday, pretty heavy. Well, very heavy, mm-hmm. um, and, and and similar to House of Hummingbird in the sense that it was like n- not that she couldn't catch a break, but the people around her yeah. could not catch a break. Yeah, um, and it was constant, and it was just something new. Was and her really as well? But yeah, from, and her from her own mind, from her own mind, because. Let's make it clear. Um, this isn't just a badly behaved girl. This, this isn't. Is, this isn't your average little shit. No, no. This is. This isn't. And it's. And it's. And it's not all her own making. It's. It's a deep rooted, um, mental health issue. Really. She is. is a, she is a mentalist. She. Well, yeah. She's. She's all over the place, and she has. What's the word? Phobia is the wrong word. Um, but because of. Uh, Trauma suffered as a very young girl. They said nappies were. Yeah, dirty nappies were shoved in her face. It didn't really explore why that was or what or any more about that really, which I think is is good. Yeah, I mean, we never see her real dad, do we? No. So we, I think we can assume it was. But she mentioned she does also mention a previous boyfriend of the uh, yeah of the mum. Yeah, so we and she's only nine when we see this, so yeah, it's not long ago that all this was happening. But yeah, so because of that past trauma where dirty nappies were shoved into her face, aside from her mum, anyone else who sort of touches her face, she freaks out and it's like triggers a, just triggers an absolute... It's just like she sees red, basically. She sees red. It did a good way of showing that, I think, in the film. Yeah, and the way that the the music, it wasn't even music, it was like just strobe effects almost, like a heavy beat, bass, sort of, whatever it was that kicked in and it was... Yeah, so she saw red. It triggered this just absolute freak out, and so yeah, that, she had some very big issues. And um, her carer was a a really great character, Mrs. Baffinet. Baffinet. Baffinet or Baffinet. Yeah. Baffinet. It was Baffinet. Yeah, because I kept thinking it sounded like Bethany. Yeah, and it was her. It was her role to basically try and find somewhere for this girl to live because. She couldn't stay with her mum and her siblings because she was just not in the right state. Her mum was a little bitch. Her mum, yeah, and her mum had issues of her own. 
So it's her job to find, to try and find um, somewhere for this girl to stay, like in youth groups, youth centres. Um, but she had, I think she mentioned a number at one point, it was like 30-odd refusals. Well, she's so, you know, the, the other aspect of it, which I found while watching the film, was that, you know, she is such a danger to... Everyone. Yes, everyone. But more specifically to erratic characters. And anywhere she's going to go, she's going to be around erratic characters, aka children, mm. and and prob- probably other problem children, and people who push her and push and poke the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you can't find somewhere for this girl where she can ever be stable because there's always going to be kids fucking with her or doing whatever. Just being, being kids, kids yeah. being kids, yeah. And that is going to set her off. Yeah, and there was a, there was a good moment that illustrates that point. It's obviously known with other kids that she knows that she has this issue because remember she she walks past those group of lads outside and yeah. and they start pushing her and one of them says, "Oh, it's the psycho. Let's see a freak out." Yeah, do you want to? Yeah, says, uh, "Do you want to see a freak out? Touch your face." That's yeah. What he says. So yeah, like so you can see the the problem anywhere she goes with other young children. It's it's just, it's never going to end well. Okay, no. you might have a day or two of of what looks to be progress but it, it just all comes crashing down so fast and um mm. yeah I, it was a brilliant film it was it was brutal in parts it was you know there was there some real emotion as well i felt um de- i definitely engaged with the, her character and just a whole story um i definitely felt felt emotion whilst watching it um performances throughout and again i mean she's I know her character's nine. I don't know how old she is, but she's obviously very young. Just brilliant, and and we spoke about it afterwards. It just shows what can be achieved if you really actually make an effort as a director. Yeah, because you can't just say right, do this, and then say yeah, that'll that'll do. But again, with something like this, it's hard to know how they've done it because, I mean, you can, a lot of it must have been Im- improvised. Like she she can't. Like all of her lines were clearly weren't off a script. Like when she was just saying stuff like "fuck off, you idiot," and when she was in her tantrums, that's uh, a, it's hard to say. I suppose I, it felt to me like she was kind of told, right, when you freak out, just freak out and whatever. But I can't see. Well, if, that's that's the thing. I think what it comes to well, with a director, you know, I don't. If if it had just been, oh, I'll freak out and say whatever, then that's mm. when you get that's that's, like, when, that's when it's too blasé. Yeah, I think I I got the I think it's probably more more direction than that. Yeah, more direction than that. But I'm I'm talking about like. I mean, we don't know, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. I just wonder what it says on the script in those moments. I don't think it would be as specific as listing off all the little insults and swear words that she comes up with. Hard to say. I mean, she's only nine. How many how many creative swear well, words do you think she's got in her repertoire? Yeah, that's true, actually. And that's even more of a concern, actually, if this young girl knows all these <laughs> without being told of. Yeah, I don't know, actually. But my, my point is, she was fantastic. And again, we've said it for all three films that we saw yesterday. Very believable situation. Um, and you really felt with it. You really yeah, felt yeah, in yeah. each situation. Like It's so exhausting. It was. Whenever she gets into a tantrum and when you see something kind of start, you're just like, oh, please... And the way, and yeah, it was exhausting, and you were so with it. But whenever she got in, whenever something new happened, and she got into this freak out, and it all just her world basically just flipped upside down. Mm. I never felt. Yes, I was like, oh, not again. But I, I, I wasn't sort of 
annoyed at her. I wasn't like, you fuck, why can't you just be... I'd say I was a little annoyed at her. Because it's hard not to be, even though you know, like, mm-hmm. even though you know something is not really their fault. It's hard to not just be like, can you please just fucking not? <laughs> That's very true, actually. And, and, and that was reflected as well in, in Misha's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he struggled at times to keep a lid on it, didn't he? Yeah, even though the, the, he's like an expert at dealing with this shit. And he, know, and he knows, just like we do as viewers, that this is not something she can control. You know, it's not a decision. It's, it's a deep-rooted mental problem. Yeah. But even he uh, snapped and, and, and swore at her and, you know. So, yeah, there were, obviously, yes, there were times when I was like, oh, can't you just... But for the most part, it was more of a, a sense of just despair at the situation and mm. and just sort of feeling sorry for her as well, actually. Um, yeah. Because you could see there were, there were times when she was almost reflecting on her own, like she was with her teddy and just being a normal kid and she was on her own and being calm. And almost, and there were those shots where she was looking out the window, wasn't there, at, at other kids playing or whatever. And you felt in those moments she was almost thinking, like, "What is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just do it? Why can't I?" Yeah. Um. So yes, it was exhausting. Um. But that's all credit to the film because if we weren't feeling like that, there's something not oh, right. Oh yeah, it was amazing. But at the, and at the same time, you know, the other side of it is that whenever something, whenever she was not acting like that and she was being just like a, a, a nice little girl those moments were also really amazing yeah like because you felt that as well you're like oh thank fuck yeah it felt really nice it fe- yeah <laughs> thank fuck that's that she's not freaking out right now this yeah is, and you could you could you just i don't know you just felt happy with it as you, well. yeah it, it made you feel happy seeing just her happy yeah and seeing mrs baffany happy yeah which made it all the more despairing when it switched. Yeah. Yeah, there was that scene where she went ice skating with this lady called Sylvia who she'd previously been with. Mm. and uh, But now Sylvia's got this new young lad who she's looking after and the three of them go ice skating. And that was one of the scenes where it was just so nice because she was enjoying herself. She seemed to be getting on with Justin, who was the young boy. And it was all just a nice few minutes. <laughs> and then, boy, did that take a turn. Yeah, well, we won't go into that. Yeah. But I completely agree. Um, you were completely with it on the lows, but on the highs, it was also just nice because it gave you a bit of a, as a viewer, it was just a bit of, and you could hear, that was another one where I really got the sense of the other audience members were just as in it as we were. Because hmm. there were moments when, yeah, something would go wrong. And just as we were going, oh, like you could hear other people like groaning <laughs> yeah. and just be like, no. Yeah. But actually, there was some. Uh, there was quite a few moments of comedy in this. As yeah, well. there was. Um, they were really good. Uh, I'm not sure I can remember any off the top of my head right now. Um, yeah. It's getting pretty late as well, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, there was there were definitely some lighter moments. Well, there, there was some really great light moments with with Misha when he takes her to the woods. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was really nice. What I liked, I think, something that I really liked about that as well is when she goes to the woods. Uh, apart from it just being a really nice kind of whole trip thing uh, and really great for their relationship. Their relationship was just spot on as well. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, but something that was so great about that was how once it was over, she like immediately just went back to who she was, mm. who she usually is. Because mm. um, you think it would have... You, you, think, you think, oh, this is a great idea. This might work, help her out and kind of see things from a karma's perspective 
but then it's over. She doesn't want to leave. She wants to be with him. She doesn't want to go back to. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like she doesn't want to go back to her old life, and so because of that, she immediately regresses to her old life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just a self fulfilling prophecy, I guess. Yeah. In some ways, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Their their relationship was oh just so believable and so perfectly acted. Yeah, he was great. He was brilliant. Yeah. Um. He was really brilliant. And they brought in the idea of, because it was something I was thinking, I was like, okay, I think it would have been an issue for me if they hadn't mentioned the fact that this is maybe his job and it's getting a bit too personal here. Mm. And I think... I don't think I would have thought of that because it feels like that part, because to me, I just think that part of the job is for it to get personal. Okay. So I didn't even I didn't mm. even consider something like that. So it was interesting for me at least when that came up as an issue in the film and he said, "Should we say this?" Yeah. Yeah, he says, uh, um, I'm losing my um professional, professional distance. Distance, yeah, that was it. Um and that's another massive blow because at that point Mrs. Ba- Mrs. He, yeah, he 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 feels like he has to leave her basically. Yeah. And that's like quite obviously the worst thing for to happen to her. Yeah, because at that time, there's clearly been progress because of his influence on her. Yeah. And Mrs. Baffinet can see that. And she basically asks him, look, I need your help. Can you... What's the the original request she makes before he says that? It's like... I can't remember. But anyway, him saying, look, I've got to be honest. I think I'm getting to... My professional distance is not what it should be. He's getting rescue... Rescue... What was it? Fantasies. Rescue fantasies, yeah. Um, and he recognised that and he was honest and said it and it was like even though what he's saying is right and he does need to be honest about that it's like oh please yeah. just there's like no there's like no other options here <laughs> yeah like you are literally the best thing that's happened to him and yeah I, I thought she was a great character though Mrs Baffany I absolutely loved um, I loved her as a character and I loved uh, how she progressed and uh, mm-hmm. the way she acted around other people um, but anyway, spoilers time for uh, System Crasher. Um, yeah, skip ahead. I'll put in the description when the spoilers will end. Three, two, one, skip. Yeah, so just to, off the back of your point about how you thought Mrs. Baffinet... I really... I'm sorry, I have to check if it is Baffinet. It is, definitely. Okay. Baffinet, yeah. Off the back of your point about her being a great character and, and the way her story developed... Just to sort of add on to that, there was... Because her emotional attachment to Benny was also, you could argue, slightly on the boundary of... She never took it anywhere near as far as he did, though. No, she didn't, she didn't. But she, you could tell she really, really cared about Benny. Hmm. Yeah, but the, the, I don't think there's any problem with that. No, there isn't, there isn't. Um, it, it's literally just... I think she kept it pretty professional. She did, she did. Maybe, okay, maybe there was a moment... Of her breakdown, where yeah, but that's a, maybe that's not something she should have done in front of the kids, but still, yes. But I was my point was going to be actually that because again, it's another moment of a high quickly followed by a low is when we think that her her natural mother is going to take her in, and she says she's ready. Yeah, and she turns up late to the meeting where it's all meant to be finalized, and Benny's even in there in the room, and her mum basically says, look. I'm sorry, I, I'm not ready. It's going to be another one to two years. 
and mm. everyone's just like what like seriously like obviously Benny starts flipping out and saying you promised you promised Mrs. Baffinay's trying to like calm Benny down a bit but also be like yeah like come on you did say well yeah it was it was a heartbreaking scene it was um, heartbreaking it was because you could see it coming as well you could see it on her face as soon as she walked through the door you even you said yeah, I, I turned to you and I was like oh shit I don't like where this is going <laughs> yeah because um, Misha was in there as well yeah um, and you could just you could just tell that she was she was about to say that she's not going to be taking her yeah home um, and it was it was as uh, it was literally as as what's the fucking word? I can't think of any fucking words today. Uh, disheartening for us as it was for everyone else in the in the film. Yeah, because we've been dragged through it. Yeah, I genuinely just felt like I was really in this film. I felt sucked in completely by it. It felt very real. It felt like an actual. Yeah. Like this is real and this is a real scenario. Yeah. And I and and yeah. So so just to finish that point, Mrs. Baffinay follows her, her mother out the room and says, look, come on. This is a one-to-one chat, by the way, out, out of the building, away from Benny. And she says, look, come on. You, you said, and we need this. We, we, you know, you're her mother. And she's made progress, they said. Yeah, and she's made real progress. And her mum's not having any of it. And, and it basically walks away from, runs off, basically. Well, the other thing she said was, you know, that whole one to two years thing that she said in the boardroom was complete bullshit because straight away when she was one to one with what's the face she said I can't take her back ever oh oh yeah yeah um, because she's scared of her and she's scared that oh that was it um, her son if she does go back with her then her son is going to turn out like Benny mm. um, because he'll just she'll be influenced by her and you can, and, and you could see that from his character from the, the, the other kids Character he was just whenever kicking he stuff and being a yeah, being a little dick. Yeah. Um, so, in one respect, you can see where she's coming from, and the fear of that happening to another of her children would, would be, be huge. That yeah, would be yeah. fucking massive. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know many people that would be able to handle that. To be honest. No, and she's on her own because we. Oh yeah. At the time, she's. Because she, she mentions that she's she split up from her latest boyfriend. Yeah. So it would be her and three of them. She obviously does love Benny. Yeah. Still. Um, but it's just like, yeah, the fear is too strong. Mm. Which is fair enough. But at the same time, you know, it's she, crushing, it's, she yeah. is her mother. It's crushing. <laughs> so to, to kind of just pawn her off like that is a bit unfair. And 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 then Mrs. Baffinay, after her mum has run away and she, she screams after her, you can't just, you literally can't just abandon your daughter. You've got to at least tell her yourself. Because yeah. she, she said to her, oh, can you t- can you explain to her, like, this is why I can't have her back? Yeah. And she's like, no, you've got to tell her yourself. So she runs off. Mrs. Yeah, because she's too scared to say it to her. Yeah, she's too I scared. I mean, let's remember that Benny did fucking hit her in the face with a lamp. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to cross her either. Yeah. Um, and then Mrs. Baffinay returns to the, to the, inside the building and they're all sort of, in there and she just breaks down in tears because it's it's just obviously a terrible situation for Benny more than anyone and um, and it's just too much for her because she's tried so so hard and just as she thinks she's going to have a bit of a breakthrough it, it's back to square one almost and, but I, I liked the role reversal there because obviously throughout the whole film it's been Mrs Baffinay trying to be there for Benny and comfort Benny yeah that was a great moment 
Definitely. Yeah, and then and then that one moment of weakness where Mrs. Baffinay breaks down and cries, and it, and I, I like how it wasn't it wasn't overdone. It wasn't like a full on breakdown. Like I know she, I know she sank to the floor, but she wasn't like bawling her eyes out. No, and she was just kind of saying, "Oh, I just need a minute and stuff." Yeah, like and that. she was saying to the other to the other adults, "I'm sorry, guys. I'll just be a minute. I just need to compose myself." But Benny stayed with her and said, "Oh, don't cry, don't cry." Mm. Great moment. Yeah. Um, she was brilliant actress. Both of them. Well, yeah, both. Of them. Mrs. Baffinay. Yeah, yeah. I was, was talking about Mrs. Baffinay, but yeah, they both are. She was. Um, yeah. So I was, yeah, I don't know. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that just probably just about. I think probably covered most of uh, what was what was needed to sell this film. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, I really would urge you to see this. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean. I mean, we can do we can do in order what we thought of each film, like, um, like a list of what what was the best and worst. Mm. Um, but I think probably you'd say right now that this was probably my favourite of the five. Mm. Um, yeah. So, really loved it, um, and I genuinely will be getting this one and cannot wait to watch it again on DVD. Yeah, yeah, it it really is one worth seeking out. Um, it's just brilliantly made and yeah and the whole thing about how I can't I can't sorry to interrupt I can't really get over the, the performance of the of the child yeah it's pretty I don't know I've, I don't know I've ever seen something it's pretty mind-blowing as realistic uh, as this in in terms of this kind of subject matter for and the range such of emotions for such a long to, time yeah she had to she, she literally had to convey being a happy little child, yeah, to the complete opposite. I it's hard to see it as acting, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, um, it's really stunning, actually, how she was able to do that. Yeah, I'd be very interested to keep an eye on whatever this director yes, works on in the future. I would, I would, um, and then you know, the, towards the end when. Because she now knows where Misha lives because of that one night where he let her stay. Yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up by doing that. And she took, she runs away from... At that point, where did she just run away from? Is it the hospital? Because uh, she runs away a lot. I can't remember which one this was. Yeah, I can't remember now. Yeah, she runs away a lot. And actually, I really like the way it's done every time she runs away. Realistic. There's a great use of music in this film as well. Um, yeah, when yeah, she's yeah. running away, I really like the music that they use for that. Yeah. You know, in, in every single one. Yeah, um, but he, but he, tu- but she turns up to his place because she can't think of anywhere else to go, and she really likes this guy. Yeah, you know, she just wants to be there. I she guess. just wants to be there, and she, you know, so she turns up. I think she spent all night under the bench outside the front door, basically. Mm. So Misha's wife or partner, who who he's just had a second child with, lets her in, and he has no idea. And they walk in, and he's just like, "Are you crazy? Because we cannot keep doing this." Mm. Uh, it's only going to make the whole situation worse we can't encourage her but then of course she stays again and the next day that the next morning when she oh yeah I'll just say right now because we're probably going to move on to it in a second that this is my favourite scene of the film how it escalates yeah just from from when she walks into the parents room yeah yeah oh yeah the sinking feeling was the worst yeah because yeah I, I had I had my hand to my face like oh yeah. fuck, 
So I'll just a briefly. So she she wakes up before anyone else does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just go on. I don't know if we want to go go through like no, the whole gonna, scene. I won't. I'll, I'll just I'll just briefly set it up. Okay, but I will just say that also, pretty much like what happens before this, the scene that comes pretty much before this, also acts as uh, something that really uh, ups the ante in what's happening. It's the scene where where they go ice skating, and she. Oh, is, that, is that just before? Yeah, that's just before. Oh, it is because yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. that's probably what she was running away from. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe no, maybe it isn't actually, but it, it is very soon before this scene, basically, and it's a very extreme moment with the ice skating thing. Um, it, it does up it because you can see the damage she's capable of. Yeah, and this is a very young. So yeah, so she wakes up before the parents. She hears the baby murmuring away, obviously awake. She walks into the parents' room, doesn't wake the parents, goes straight over to the baby, picks him up, and just sort of takes him downstairs. Yeah. And you're thinking... Because there's a number of variables here. I mean, just most simply, she's carrying a baby. She's only young herself, and she's walking down some stairs. I thought, Christ, she's not going to... Yeah, but never mind that. Keep a fucking baby away from this psycho bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the whole face situation. Obviously, baby's got no idea. And yeah, I was thinking, Christ, if, if the baby touches her face and she freaks out whilst holding this fucking... Yeah. Be- <sighs> then it's over. <laughs> then it's literally over. Um, and it was just... Oh, it was such a horrible thing. Every- but it built up in such a it did because cool it's, way. Because it, it did because it, even though it seems to be going well and she makes the baby some milk... Um, and it touches her face. By the way, yeah, yeah, and she doesn't. She doesn't even care. And that's a, that was actually a really nice tender moment. It was a great moment, and that and you like, like I was so in at that. Like the music, like, the music changed at that point. Yeah, and it was like a slow mo shot of the baby just touching the face, and you just, you, I don't know. It's the most surprising thing to have happened in the film, her not freaking out at that. It was because they'd set it up so well. Yeah, and the the intake of breath was from everyone. As soon as the baby first touched, it was. <gasps> Because we're all expecting a freak out. Yeah. Because we've had two hours of it, and then when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, so you think, and there's, it just gives you that bit of hope. Yeah, it gave you the hope, and then, uh, and then it kind of, and then you doesn't s- go, doesn't go, uh, and then the mother in co- a great direction. Yeah, the mother rushes down, and even then, it starts okay because the mother. She once she sees them, she's quite calm about yeah, it. She and says, says oh, you two, "Morning, you, like yeah, you, you, you two are up early. You two are up early. Yeah, morning." And then she sort of says, "Oh, can I can can pass it to me? Can you pass it to me?" And then you just get the first no, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then she asks again, and she's like, and it gets more aggressive, and the baby starts crying, which adds to the whole tension. Yeah. And she says, "No, you fucking bitch!" Like swears at her. He wants to be with me, mm. and you're like. Let's, let's this not is do this, please. Please, <laughs> this is going to escalate very fast. Because another thing that adds to it is the mother doesn't know the true extent of her... No, but there's there's clear fear there. There's fear? She, 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 well, yeah, she doesn't know everything, but she knows that this is an unstable child. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we were like, where the fuck is Misha? Why isn't he hearing <laughs> yeah, that? Because no, he was still asleep. Eventually he wakes up. Something I found was a bit strange. So the so Benny takes the baby into the bathroom and locks herself in, and obviously Benny's trying to reason with her and shout at her and get her to open the door, and he says, "Right, I'm kicking the door in," mm. and all he said was, 
make sure you're out of the way. Yeah. But you think you'd check a bit harder than that because you belted it down. If she, if she, if she's to got. To be honest, I think I think a lot of logic and reason goes out the window at a moment like that. Yeah, but she, for all he knows, she's got the baby and she's right behind that door. I know, but he doesn't have another option. No, he doesn't. But he's just got to do that, and he's just like get away from the door. Yeah. So that's all he's got. That's I, that's all he can do. Literally. I guess it's a risk you got to take. Yeah. Um. But wow, <laughs> the tension was unreal. Yeah, no, amazing. That is my favourite scene. I'm kind of sorry that we just sort of went through it I know, frame by frame. But, yeah, maybe that was a bad idea. But um, I mean, it, we're on spoilers, so if you've seriously not watched it and you've come onto this, then fuck you. Yeah. No, but seriously. Um, I hope you've watched it before listening. It, that is my favourite scene. Because that does not do it justice. We've probably just butchered it there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, hopefully, hopefully we're hyping everyone up, at least. Yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> Make an effort. <laughs> it's got to be online somewhere. Or get the DVD because it's going to be cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you say, I think the overall thing for me, as great as it was and everything was brilliant, the guy who played Misha, Mrs. Baffinet, everything was just on point. But you've got to say, the outstanding element was just how good she was. Yeah, definitely. As a nine-year-old girl, whether that's a real age, but she's clearly young. It, it, yeah, it, it wasn't... It's like I wasn't watching acting, I was just watching a real story. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the, the director managed that, or found this girl, because... Yeah, I don't want, you know, I don't, don't want to take anything away from her, she's clearly very ta- talented, but it's just that usually when it comes to kids especially, you find that the director tends to have a lot of influence. Yeah, yeah. Superb. Yeah. All right, uh, so is that your favourite scene as well? Or have you got another different one you want to go with? Um, it was an excellent scene. I'll go for a different one. I'll go for when they're in the woods with Misha. Um, okay, well, that's quite a long scene. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, more specifically, because um, again, it was quite a nice, lighter moment where we see her laughing and smiling and enjoying herself. So he's just been over to collect her from the farmers who she's pissed off. Mm-hmm. And, he, and the farmer also pisses him off by slagging him off and saying, like, what well, is something about this? This is what I'm paying my taxes for, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he just says, yes, all right, and holds his temper. And But she notices that he's rubbing his hands together or doing something like. And she says, as they're walking back, what are you doing with your hands? And he says, oh, that's to stop, me, to stop myself from losing my temper and hitting him. Yeah. And she goes, I don't, you wouldn't have hit him. And he stops and says, "Right, hand me that, hand me that um, can of milk." Puts it down, and then out of nowhere, just fucking does this move on her. Yeah, RKOs her. RKOs her. Slams her to the ground. But her reaction is just so like sweet. Yeah, it is. It was great. Great moment. Because she starts laughing instantly, and you can tell she's sort of a tomboy is the wrong word, but she's she's a bit that way inclined. She likes the. She's an aggressor. She's an aggressor. She's into domination. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and she and she says, "Can you teach me that sort of thing?" And it was a lovely little moment. And I also want to highlight the montage. What a great montage! Oh yeah, oh yeah. We love a montage. We're a sucker for a good montage. We are. And yeah, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was great. I, I actually liked it when he first got in the car with her as they're heading off to the cabin, uh, to the woods. Yeah. And he puts on his music. Yeah. And she and she hates it. Shitty music. Yeah. What yeah, the no. fuck is this music? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh, and one more moment. 
you know. When when he goes to see her, we can't just describe the entire film to everyone. Okay, you, okay, you might be able to cut this out, but I do want to say this to you. Okay, go on. He goes to see her when I think at this point she's living with Sylvia or and Justin maybe. Yeah. And they walk off and have a like five minute chat and walk outside. And he says like, so, so what do you get um, rewarded for? Like, not swearing, doing this and that. He says, what swear words? And she just lists off. Yeah, she lists off some good ones. And it's just like, well, that's easy as piss. Yeah. <laughs> just a brilliant, I love that moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. So we'll end spoiler talk there for System Crasher, I think. Um, and I think before we get on to the ratings... Uh, I just want to say, like, I just want to kind of note down how much of a difference there was in how much we have to talk about this film than we did about Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just tell you how great this film was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, out of ten, Jack. Oh, it was, it was excellent. Um, obviously, I'm thinking about what I've got naturally given to other films we've seen over the past two days and it's sort of a difficult one. I gave a 9.5 to uh, House of Hummingbird, which I stand by, loved it, mm-hmm. but it's making this one a bit tricky because it's... It's probably on a par, to be fair. I can't I can't give it lower than House of Hummingbird because it, it was just as good. Um, and even though they were similar in terms of can't catch a break and it was exhaustive and very different yeah um, this was much more intense the other one was a bit more of a slower burn I'd say mm-hmm. um, but yeah I have to match it so I'm going to give it a 9.5 okay and I really do urge you to see it listeners <laughs> okay um, yeah well I'm going to do it 10 oh yeah so I'm glad you've done it 10 out of 10 absolutely loved it uh, my favourite of the five films we've seen, I think probably the favourite, my favourite of the entire festival. Wow, oh, that's cool, that's right with you, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I uh, absolutely loved it, I'm so glad, because I wasn't, I wasn't even that sure I, about it. I'd never heard of it, about anything about it. I liked the idea of the, when I, when I read about it, and I thought, okay, that'll probably be a good one to watch, but it wasn't, I wasn't thinking, I was thinking the two favourites for these two days were Waves and Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um... And this one just nailed it, hit it out of the park. It, it caught us both sort of a bit off guard. Yeah. Because we, we went into it today, yeah, not knowing anything, and and it really just blew us away, so, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, can you actually think, I know, I know you've given it a 10, but is there anything you can think of that wasn't, like, something about it that you thought wasn't a mate? Like, not off the top of my head, right? Yeah, now. yeah, no. this, this is the point I'm trying to, yeah. It was all, and it all, there wasn't a scene where you'd say, Oh, they didn't need to put that in. There wasn't. I don't think so. No. No. I mean, maybe maybe there was a, a slight lull at one point. I can't think of it at the moment. Um, but you know, there might have been something like that in there. Like the birthday scene was hilarious. That was great. Yeah. Like, is that a genuine German birthday song? Yeah, I think so. It's so funny. Yeah. So so weird. I'm so grateful and they, and they, you were born. I'm so grateful you were born. Is just the weirdest line to have in a fucking happy birthday song. Uh, and it goes on for a bit, doesn't it? It's a long fucking song. I'd hate to hear that every I like the shot of them all just there. Yeah, the sing, singing it so half-heartedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. And, and and the scenes as well where she's actually in class and all the other girls are being right bitches to her. Mm. Um, 
kids can be mean. Yeah, they can be. Kids can be cruel, I believe is the phrase, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> 10 out of 10 film for me. Woody, if you're listening, go and see it. <laughs> yeah. And Joe, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. Right. I think we should probably just leave it there, do you reckon? We should. Do you want to do our one to five? Yeah, okay. Do our one to five. Start with five. What's your number five from the... Well, this is tricky because I've given two films nine and a half. I don't know how I'm going to separate them. Oh, I'm interested to see how it pans out. Uh, Start off with your number five. Okay, my number five is Moffy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't need to... Uh, Yeah, no need to. You've said everything. Um, Okay, well, my number five is uh, House of Hummingbird. Ooh. Which I think is great I think I really love that that's my number five because that was a really good film we've seen some fucking crackers in the last two days we really have oh actually actually having said that what did I give Jojo Rabbit seven what did I give House of Hummingbird 6.5 yeah fair enough yeah House of Hummingbird but even after discussing this and because after we finished our review of Jojo Rabbit you were sort of like actually "Mm." even in the past half hour it's gone down so you'd still put it above House of Hummingbird for now okay for now I will Okay. Uh, what's your number four? My number four is going to be Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Same for me. Number four, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, okay. This is where it gets tricky for me. Um, well, no, it doesn't. Not not just yet. My number three is Waves. Okay. Loved it, by the way. Yeah. Excellent. But... Y- yeah, I think I'm going to go with Muffy for my number three. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, honestly, I, this is really tough because there were similar themes, you know, young girls going through shit, but very different. Um, mm. Which way is it going to go? I guess I just have to put it down to how I felt when the credits rolled and that initial sort of feeling of wow. Okay. My number two. Let's keep this moving along, Jack, shall we? It's because I still haven't decided. I'm doing, I'm doing a Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting with the sentence and don't know how I'm going to finish it. I'm terrible. I'm... Fuck me, pick one. I know it doesn't matter, does it? Okay. My, <laughs> my number two is System Crusher. Okay. Which leaves House of Hummingbird as your number one film of Lyft 2019. Okay. Um, well, I'm going my number two over to Waves. Um, which I loved very much. A uh, really great film. Absolutely, absolutely love the uh, the opening half of the. If the, yeah, I don't know. If just a few things have been different about the second half of the film, mm-hmm. then uh, it would have been up there as great to see Lucas on film. Yeah, it would. It would have been up there as a nine, nine and a half. What did I get? I can't remember what I gave it, but anyway. And then, yeah, that leaves System Crasher as number one. Number one film of the two days and number one film of the festival itself. And quite comfortably for you by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. pretty com- Yeah, I was pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with my list. Um, <laughs> Unlike me. <laughs> yeah, no. That was a very comfortable decision for me. Yeah, can't get over that. Absolutely loved System Crasher. Got to get it on DVD. Oh, yeah. Order it right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, then. I'm, I'm glad that like your number one film of the whole festival as well was... It was nice for us to be together for that one then. Uh, so, so out of, out of curiosity, then, of the films uh, prior to the past two days of the films you saw before I came, what would you say your number one is? Oh, good question. Let me just have a quick peek at what I've seen. So, I've seen thirteen films at this festival. 
Greener grass, lighthouse? Greener grass would have been my favourite oh, before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't put the lighthouse at there because I didn't because the experience yeah, yeah. ruined it for me. Okay. Um but to be honest, having said that, I think I probably would still have preferred greener greener grass anyway. Okay. Um yeah. Marriage story was good. Oh yeah. But not didn't quite reach that level. But fucking Adam Driver. Oh, I just want to say I I went to see Marriage Story and just briefly kind of go on this. Uh, and it was pretty good. Uh, it was sort of trying to be Kramer versus Kramer, um, a more updated version of that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as Kramer versus Kramer, but it was it was a pretty good film, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. And uh, the two performances from Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson were brilliant. But Adam Driver in particular, you know, you just can't get a bad performance out of that guy. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he's he's got to be like one of the best uh, actors of his generation. Yeah, would you put him? As, as currently that current actors he's probably one of my favourite actors going right, right now, now. Yeah. yeah yeah like I, he's not putting it I need to see Patterson that one he did um, yeah I another, see that. another slightly more Indian there was actually another film that he was in the for, this, for this festival yeah um, but I didn't see that one no um, but yeah that's on Netflix actually um, right so that's probably why I didn't see it. No, no, um, Marriage Story. Oh, Marriage Story. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't realise that one was going to be... Well, I'm, well, that's good, because I'm going to watch it. Um... Yeah, I think you'll enjoy that one. Um, I definitely think you'll enjoy his point. He was, he was absolutely superb in it. Okay. I'm, I'm just a little... I'm just worried about uh, Star Wars. I'm still sure he'll be the best thing in it, but... Well, that's the thing. Even in, even in The Last Jedi, which you really didn't like... I hated. He's still great. He, <laughs> he still has some great scenes in it. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that when he was shirtless? Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that he, was a weird fucking scene. Yeah, All right. right, anyway, moving on. We're not talking about Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. I just want to say what a brilliant film festival, and we've already got the dates for next year. We saw them today. Yeah, fourth to the nineteenth of November, twenty twenty. Uh, join us out there. Let's yeah. get it on. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll coordinate it better next year, and we'll make sure we do it in good time. Because to at least have the three of us here. Obviously, great if we could all make it, but mm. if if Woody could make it, that would be great. Um, yeah. And and same for Bristol. I mean, but a similar time isn't it? That's a bit tricky. Mm. Um, but there's others we can have a look. And uh, but yeah, it would be great if we could if we could all make one. I've just really enjoyed it. And first film festival I've ever been to, I've ever been to. Yeah, me too. Um, I think they've done a great job. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job as well. Great, great selection by the sounds of it. All right then. Um, well, it's good to have you here, Jack. Thank uh, you, buddy. Thanks for coming along and joining me for the last two days of the festival. It's been great, yeah. And um, yeah, I guess we'll just move on to say that you can email us at filmnightyahoo.co.uk if you want. Please follow us on Twitter at filmnights underscore and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the podcatcher that you found us on. Other than that, unless you've got anything else you'd like to say, Shiza. Then I guess I'll say. <laughs> It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.